0: Hi, it's Casey. Thanks so much for Shining On today. This is the first Shine On Health and Happiness show in the month of May, and we are looking forward to Mother's Day. Our first guest has a great mantra for mothers, and after that, we'll get lots of great advice about relationships. First, meet Lisa Erickson, calling us today from California. She spent some time in Rye and went to Sarah Lawrence. Her book, Chakra Empowerment for Women, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, Owning Your Power, and Finding Overall Wellness. This is what they taught you at Sarah Lawrence? Lisa. <laughs>
1: They did not. They did teach me to write, but no, I got into this after college, but not very soon after. I mean, pretty soon after college, actually. I started studying meditation, which got me interested in the chakras and yoga. And yoga is heavily tied to the chakras, although not all people teach it that way. Yoga postures align our chakras and are based on the chakras and on our energy body as much as our physical body. We have an energy body just like our physical body. It is mapped in virtually every healing tradition around the world. It's not just something from India, all around the world, different healing systems have mapped an energy body. And our chakras are like the organs. They are energy centers. But just like in our physical body, we have a heart, we have a stomach, we have our lungs. In our energy body, we have these main organs or energy centers, and we can focus on them through visualization, through breathing, through many different techniques, and they can really help both our physical health, they can help with stress management, they can also help us gain more control over our emotions and our thoughts.
0: Your book is called Chakra Empowerment for Women. What can we as women do like right now maybe that would get us more in touch?
1: I think for stress management, one of the most important things is centering in your lower body. We tend to, when we're stressed, be all up in our upper body. Our breath shortens. We take smaller breaths. Our mind becomes very busy. So for that, it's helpful to focus on the root chakra, which is linked to our feet and our tailbone. So you can just stand solidly with your feet, hip-width apart. You can focus on your tailbone or even put a hand there. Visualize red light and really breathe into that space for a few breaths, you can, if you feel energy there, you can just focus on that. Traditionally, you would visualize red light there. You can also use affirmation. So there's different ways to work with it. You could make a statement like, I am centered in my body. I am grounded. I am safe. Things like that help shift you down into a calmer spot. The heart chakra is also good for that. You can just place one hand on your heart. Imagine you're in your favorite spot in nature or on the beach or at a vacation. Use that visualization to shift your feeling of where you are, your sense of yourself, take a few deep breaths with slowing your exhale. So breathe in a big breath and then breathe your exhale out a little bit slower than you would normally. Really see that air filling your whole chest cavity with light and do that for a few minutes, even a minute alone would help calm you down. So those are very basic things. I think in the book, I get into the reason it's for women is I get into a lot more things around pregnancy and menopause and menstruation, as well as conditioning, like people-pleasing and things like that that women tend to, to uh, have more issues with. So it gets in the more kind of deeper personal transformation work that may be relevant to women using the chakras.
0: Where is my uh, I-don't-speak-up-for-myself-enough Chakra issue.
1: Throat chakra, right in the throat, and that's a very important one to work with. I work with a lot of trauma survivors, and in those cases, sometimes there's been secrets around it if it's been sexual trauma or sexual abuse. There's a lot of things, Are people pleasing, getting into the pattern of just saying what we think people want to hear. All of those kind of things block our throat chakra, and there's a lot of exercises you can do. Humming and focusing on that chakra and imagining that vibration of that hum is sort of reverberating through your neck is an exercise that you would do on your throat chakra, along with any other personal work that you're doing to understand why you hold back on speaking your truth.
0: And it's not just the humming. The humming will open my throat chakra, but I need to be doing other work to, to increase, I yeah, don't know, my exactly. bravery. I have to get my brave on. Is that it?
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's helpful to look into how did this pattern develop. You know, were you in a household where if you said anything that was the least bit controversial or you raised your voice, you got severely, you know, reprimanded for that? Did you have a lot of nice girl conditioning, you know, that girls will only be liked if they just say what everyone wants to hear? You know, so sometimes it's helpful to look into those things, see where those are held in the body, and this is kind of some of the exercises in the book that are harder to get into on the radio, but you see where you hold those in your body and you can actually feel them and learn to breathe through them and release them when they are rising up. Over time, you will reprogram your patterns around communication.
0: This is an interesting piece, and I don't think we've ever really touched on that here, that it's not enough just to learn about your energy body and breathe into your energy body and clear out your energy body. You also have to be working on the issues behind the scenes a little bit For in, so the two things work in tandem.
1: Yeah, your energy body is really a link between your physical body and your psyche. And your spirit, too. So there are different chakra exercises for working at each level. So that level that we were just talking about is more psychological, but it is something that someone can do themselves with doing chakra work in combination with journaling and things like that, which is kind of what I'm trying to bring forth in this book. Of course, some people need to work with a counselor as well, but there's a lot of work that you can do on your own. Uh, with this kind of thing and, and there are there are psychologists such as Carl Jung one of the founders of psychotherapy who loved the chakras for that reason he loved them as a model of our psychological self and there's a lot of personal transformation work that we can do through the chakras
0: beautiful are men's chakras different than women's chakras
1: yeah the main difference is men are rooted in the root chakra which is more physically based women are rooted in the second chakra which is a yin or receiving chakra that means we tend to need to focus on boundaries in on the high level men tend to need to focus energetically on fluidity they tend to be more rigid emotionally physically on all levels and women tend to need to focus more on boundaries we tend to be more empathic taking on and absorbing the energies and emotions of others and taking responsibility for them so we need to anchor more we need to use our navel chakra more which is about pushing others energies out and really owning who we are
0: let's talk about the navel chakra and pushing energies out what's that all about
1: Uh, An exercise I love for that is just visualizing a fire, a flame in your navel, and just imagine you're pushing everything out. There's a lot of talk these days about empathy, and anyone can be empathic, men or women, Uh, and empathy is a good thing, but it's not a good thing when we take other people's emotions into our body, like we're with someone who's angry and then afterwards we're shaking or we have a headache or we ourselves are angry and irritable and we can't shake their emotions, right? Or if we walk into a room and we start taking responsibility for everybody getting along and all of our focus is on other people's emotions and not on our own. So working with the navel chakra and understanding any patterns you may have around other people's emotions can really help you to gain your own emotional control and develop boundaries on all levels. Everything from being able to say no to inwardly being able to say that is not my emotion and I'm not going to own it. I'm going to focus on what I feel.
0: I've never had this thought before, but I think I often walk into a room and think I'm responsible for everyone's emotions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what's so interesting is that often goes along with throat chakra. Navel and throat chakra work often go together because. A lot of us, especially women, we just have a lot of nice girl conditioning, a lot of conditioning around your worth is based on taking responsibility for everyone around you. And of course, it can be a wonderful gift for us to take responsibility for others around us. And we do it as um, we do it as parents. We do it in work. We may be leads. And that can be good when we choose to do it. But it should be a choice rather than our default. Right, right. And I think a
0: lot of the reason I do that is because I'm often put at the front of the room to M see an event or something like that yeah so i really and and i've gotten good at it um at making sure everybody in the room feels comfortable but i realize now i don't have to do that all the time thank you lisa erickson that is most appreciated um i want to get back to a thought that you had uh just a moment ago you said men are rooted in their uh first chakra yeah And yet, sometimes women, because we started with that practice of rooting in our first chakra, right? When we're feeling uh, flighty and out of our body. Different creatures are rooted in different chakras. That's their default?
1: Yeah, we all need to utilize all of our chakras so we all work on all of them and you a woman could still have issues with root chakra energies that she needs to work through but we also have among their seven chakras that we that I work with in this particular system which is kind of the most common system we all have one that anchors that chakra and by default men tend to anchor in the root women tend to anchor in the second chakra which is in our womb it's really linked to a uh, reproductive system and a lot of those things so it's very heavily tied to our hormonal cycles and that kind of thing. Um, which is not to say, not to reduce us to our procreative function. That's not the, the, the thing about it at all. But from an energy perspective, it simply means that we tend to be more receptive and fluid, and men tend to be more rigid uh, based in that physical, in the root. And so they tend to need to focus more on fluidity, and we tend to need to focus more on boundaries and grounding. Uh, because we are more adaptable, that can be both a strength but sometimes it's also not a strength, right, as we kind of talked about in terms of the boundaries a minute ago.
0: Right. Now, you say that after you had children, you, mm. you noticed that your energy uh, changed drastically. What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, what I noticed is that just like our physical body gives, when you're pregnant, will give the nutrients, if there's not enough nutrients, it'll give it to the baby, right? (laughs) Uh, It's kind of the same thing on our energy body level. All of our energy kind of pools down in our navel and our sacral chakra. And post-pregnancy, I have a very difficult time bringing it up into the upper chakras. And... I had been meditating on the chakras for a long time, so this sent me, I also had some health problems, and that seemed to be linked to that. Uh, It sent me researching into the differences between women's women's and men's energy bodies, and I found a lot of information in healing traditions from around the world, this being one of them, that post-pregnancy, it's very helpful to specifically focus on bringing the chakra energy up from the womb area into the other chakras, that it can really be a complementary prevention method for uh, postpartum depression and also learning to work with the mother-child energy line because we have a line to our children, an energy line, and we need to learn how to close that down and take time for ourselves from a self-care perspective.
0: Oh, right. Like the mommy diner is always open 24-7, right?
1: That's right, and especially when they're young. But that line should get, the children should be getting more and more energetically independent as they get older. And we as, as parents have to learn to let go. And, of course, this is relevant to fathers, too and adoptive parents. But this particular energy line for birth mothers is very strong. And we really have to learn how to close it so that we can take care of ourselves. Otherwise, we are too connected energetically to our children and that can become a problem
0: for mother's day could you give the moms listening like a mantra or something they could do for themselves
1: I care for myself. I think that would be the most important thing is setting aside that time, really focusing. You can use that navel fire again, visualizing the fire in your navel and spend some time alone somewhere, which may be very hard this Mother's Day if we're all still quarantining at home, but just set out, get a nice bath in or uh, a walk to yourself, some time where you really allow yourself to feel separate and in the integrity of your own energy.
0: Lisa Erickson, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, Owning Your Power, and Finding Overall Wellness Chakra Empowerment for Women. What are you going to do for yourself today?
1: I am going to try to get a nice hike in it's not so hot today <laughs> all right enjoy yourself where can we go for more about you the book is available everywhere online and the book website is a chakra that's
0: Lisa Erickson hi I'm Casey and this is shine on the health and happiness show let it shine incorporated is the foundation that grew out of this show and the Facebook group a circle of women and let it shine incorporated is going to do a Mother's Day drive-by celebration with all the restrictions on gathering these days, Let It Shine decided it would be nice to shower mom with beauty and music and gifts in a drive-through fashion. So on Mother's Day from noon to one, you are invited to come to the parking lot of Mount Carmel Hall on 8th Street in Verplank. That's a little hamlet on the Hudson just south of Peekskill. South, right? Let me think about that. Yeah, just south of Peekskill. And uh, drive through and they will be gift bags for all the moms and lots of wonderful gifts in store. For more information about all the things we do, visit gatheringlove.org. That's gatheringlove.org. Okay, if you want more love in your relationship, it's time to shine on.
1: My name is Michelle Canaan, and I'm a relationship expert that focuses on masculine and feminine energy dynamics. And I make sure that women have an incredible bond with their partners without sacrificing their happiness.
0: All right. What really drew me into you when I was reading about you is this uh, topic in bold print. Your partner is not responsible for making you feel better. Could you discuss, please?
1: A thousand percent, a thousand percent. So, you know, life is crazy (laughs) right now, definitely, but also in general. Um, and what we've been taught over time from the movies, from society, is that our partner is supposed to be our everything, supposed to be our best friend, our lover, our business partner, our co-parent, our roommate, like all the different things. And, and through that messaging, what we've well, also, also I don't know if you guys saw that Jerry Maguire movie, Would You Complete Me? <laughs> uh-huh. We've gotten the idea <laughs> that somehow our, so our partner is supposed to fulfill us in every single way. But the issue with that is that when we are resting, our happiness, our joy and our fulfillment on somebody else outside of us that makes it totally conditional which means that it can be taken away at any time and we're actually setting our partner up for failure as well as ourselves because there's no way that somebody else can fill that hole inside of you. You have to do that work yourself. You have to be the complete package and then you can co-create with your partner who also needs to be doing their own work too so that you can both be happy and be even better together
0: okay so here's the big question how how do we fulfill that in ourselves
1: Well, there's so many different ways to do it, but a lot of times the things that we think that we're unhappy about now, they're just stories or they're just explanations that are covering the surface of a deep need that we have inside of us. And that's usually a need that hasn't been fulfilled since we were little kids or from a past trauma or old pain that's in our lives. So for us, it's our responsibility not to get caught up in the story, which is why don't you ever do the dishes and why can't you ever help me out with the kids? That is the story that is touching on the pain that we have so if we can look deeper as to what's the real issue and what's really bothering me there like oh when you don't take care of the dishes it makes me feel like you don't really think about me or you don't really consider me let's, let's use that as an example then we are identifying what our deep inner need is and from that place we have the power to say okay this is my need I need to feel cared for I need to feel considered how can I be my own hero how can I show up and fulfill that need for myself and in that way, what we do is not only do we learn about deep self-love and about self-fulfillment, but we stop abandoning ourselves and using our energy and our attention to try to criticize or control someone else instead of turning that mirror within and making sure that we are cared for. And when we do that for ourselves, it is the most healing thing that we can do. And that's how we solve our triggers. (laughs) That's how we stop getting blow-ups over these little things. Like, why do we blow up when, you know, our partner leaves their socks on the floor? It's not that big a deal. But it's because of that deeper pain and those deeper triggers that need to be dealt with. And only we can do that. And we're responsible for it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Fabulous. And and you know what the greatest part of this is? When you pledge to fulfill your own needs and happiness, you, doesn't matter where you are or who you're with or what the conditions are, you still have you. You can still take care of yourself, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is not to say, right, that you don't need anybody and I don't need a man and I can do everything on my own. That's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where you're trying to put a wall around your heart because you want to avoid pain or you want to avoid disappointment. It's not like that at all. If you want a healthy, happy relationship, you need to be the source of that happiness yourself and then bring that to your relationship, which is how you're going to make even more and even better together with your partner.
0: Right. You have a popular face Facebook group right now called Quarantine Wives Club, and a new program starting soon, resource Be His Light in Dark Times. What's that all about? So
1: (laughs) so with everything going on right now in the world, there's, you know, your day-to-day might look normal if you're lucky, but the truth is It's not. There's so much stress. There's so much unknown. People are losing their jobs. People don't know how to pay the rent. People are homeschooling their kids. People are getting sick all around us. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone in a week or in a year. Things are really hard right now. And if you're lucky enough to be in a relationship, that relationship can be the biggest source of comfort for you. It can be that resource for you and your partner. But what we're seeing is that because we're being quarantined, because of the stress, because we're literally on top of each other 24-7, there starts to be a lot of issues, or it's not that they start, but the issues that were always below the surface in relationships, (laughs) the things that we were able to avoid or dance around because we were at work or we were busy with other things, those things are really starting to come up now, and couples are being tested, couples are being faced with dealing with those struggles now and you can either sink or you can swim i I, I like to tell my clients and the women in the quarantine lives club group that right now (laughs) you're in the relationship retreat that you never asked for (laughs) so the resource program is all about
0: (laughs) that's the truth
1: So the resource program is a 10-day boot camp. It's all about teaching you how to resource yourself and be in a great place so that you can have an incredible bond with your partner so you can learn how to come together. It is a very stressful time for you, but also for him. I work a lot with heterosexual married couples um, without sacrificing yourself. So learning how you can resource yourself and then through that place of of being that light, being that brightness, also resource your man. Because as much as we're in our own pain right now, our partners are too. And sometimes it can be hard to see that or feel that when we're stressed out.
0: All right. But for the feminists in the group, I have to say, what? Why can't he be our light? Why do we have to resource (laughs) ourselves? You know, he should be my light. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm a feminist myself too, (laughs) but what I do know about relationships is that they're partnerships and the way that they work best is when both individuals are looking at the unit as to how we can both make this the best thing possible. And a real turning point can happen when you swallow that ego and when you let go of that victim mentality of what he should do or what the other person should do or, well, I can't be happy unless this happens or if he won't change, then I'm not going to do this. If each partner can put that aside and decide that they want to do what's best for the relationship and best for their partner, it comes back to you in spades. It's incredible what's happening to the women that I work with, and even myself in my own marriage, what happened when I stopped only being worried about and prioritizing my needs and started realizing that my partner is a human being too, and he has his own needs too, and it's not only my way that makes things work. His is valid, and we need to listen to our partners. We need to love our partners, and sometimes that means doing what they need and not what we think that they need.
0: And I would like to apologize for that terrible voice I just put on. <laughs> that was terrible. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Michelle Canan is our guest. She is a relationship
1: expert that focuses on masculine and feminine energetic dynamics. I'm an NLP practitioner and a somatic therapist, and I teach women how to have an incredible bond with their partner without abandoning or sacrificing themselves and their happiness. NLP? Ugh, neurolinguistic programming is all about reprogramming programming your mind. So if you uh, have been If your mind has been programmed with limiting beliefs, um, with blockages, uh, if it's busy with old trauma, you can reprogram your mind with whatever beliefs and desires that you have to make anything a possibility. Your mind is a tool, and you can work with your mind as a tool using language, using mindset skills, using communication skills. It is part of a branch of Ericksonian hypnosis.
0: This is all great information. We hope that all of the relationships survive. (laughs) This um, pandemic, you know, but soon we're going to be able to move about a little bit more. And I think we're going to miss some of this cozy time together.
1: I think that couples are going to look back or anyone's going to look back at this time and, and really see, like, who they hunkered down with, who they quarantined with, and just realize what a phenomenal crazy experience that it was. And, um, and if any wifey out there or wannabe wifey or wifey-to-be needs support, you are welcome to join my hashtag Quarantine Wives Club on Facebook. You can just search it there. And your website? My website is my name, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-K-E-I-N-A-N.com. I'm Michelle Kinnan, and I'm here to help you have an amazing relationship.
0: Indeed, and we thank her for being part of Shana on the Health and Happiness Show. Casey here, and I'm appealing to you for your favorite quotes and favorite thoughts. Send them in to me from the website casey.co K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, so I can use them here in this spot to wrap up the show. And the thought today comes in the form of a meme that Heidi sent me, and it really made me think. And it is, in fact, a message from Planet Earth. It says, Dear Humans, You fell asleep in one world and woke up in another. Suddenly, Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese Wall is no longer a fortress. And Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly became weapons, and not visiting parents and friends became an act of love. Suddenly you realize that your power, beauty, and money are worthless, and you can't get the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life, and it is beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. The message being you are not necessary. The earth Air, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. Sincerely, Planet Earth. Something to think about. Nature and natural beauty unharmed in this pandemic. Go enjoy some today. Thank you for tuning in. Love one another and shine on.